Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Onward. Directed by Dan Scanlon, Onward is the latest animated feature produced by Pixar Animation Studios for Walt Disney Pictures, starring the voice talents of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. The movie is out now on Disney+, Plus, but if you haven't watched Onward yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. We are in unprecedented times. Onward was released briefly in cinemas before the COVID-19 pandemic shut them all down. Uh, now the movie finds an, uh, an early second home by premiering early on Disney's streaming service. Luke, you have the plot. Set in a suburban fantasy world, Onward follows teenage elf brothers Ian and Barley as they embark on a magical quest to find an artifact that will allow them to spend one more day with their late father. Like in any good adventure, their journey is filled with cryptic maps, impossible obstacles, and unimaginable discoveries. But when dear mum finds out her sons are missing, she teams up with the legendary Manticore to bring her beloved boys back home. Ah, Disney, Pixar. We know we we love them. This movie, it it went through, what a mess. What a mess of a release. I mean, it did get to the theatres. I did happen to watch it at the cinema. I got to enjoy that The Simpsons short that they played before it. We don't need to review that here. I'm just pointing it out. Um, But you watched this on, on the old Disney Plus. In the comfort and safety of your own home, yeah, the weekend, yeah, watched it the weekend with the kids, and um, yeah, they enjoyed it, which was um, which was good. My two-year-old, this movie held her attention, which is a rare thing with movies start Mm. to finish. Now, with with Pixar movies, I know we always have this high standard of them, a certain expectation, I guess, um, if you will. And I always go into a Pixar movie saying. Oh, if they can make me cry, or if it hits me in that, you know, if I get a tear shed, then they've won me over. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I was almost there. I was almost there, and I'll get to the point, uh, the moment of the movie that made me do that um, shortly. Did it hit you on that level, or did you? Well, it does. I mean, we're we're talking about a story where they wanted one last day with their late father. That's something that I can relate to, and it's what Disney does. Dead parent. <laughs> kind of they go to you know so if you, most people are going to get sad by that i mean yeah like that like that premise um i was okay with it and i obviously like different different circumstances you know i haven't had that experience so i'm not um immediately affected by that story point obviously i'm still i can understand i'm not a monster um but it was the it's the relationship between the two brothers you know tom holland and um and chris pratt's characters there that for the longest for the most part of the movie like they're just goofy fun lovable obviously they've got their conflicts and you're enjoying that ride but it's not until the very end that you realize oh the whole point of this was more about their relationship and not so much their relationship with their dad and that's when it hit me when that was and I don't know if maybe I should have been expecting it but it just came as a surprise to me and yeah I was just like oh I'm feeling it I'm feeling it it's it's hitting me it was a nice reveal, and, and you're right, that is where most of the emotion lies, because although we are, you know, again, the, the point of this story is for them to spend one more time with their dad, but the way the dad is presented in this film, like, he's not made whole, it's just his legs, they're dressing him up, and... It's like Weekend at Bernie's with really, the... <laughs> that's, yes, it is just like Weekend at Bernie's, and I, I couldn't really relate to the dad as a character. We saw him a bit at the beginning, where, and we hear stories about him, 
but I didn't feel emotionally connected with him as a character. Like he's pretty, right, it is yeah. about the two brothers. I mean, there's moments with like you've. I mean, for the most part, the dad is just like a wobbly, bumbling, just empty shell. You know, that's because, I mean, he's just legs. But then there's some real quiet, tender moments where, you know, you have him sort of like rubbing his foot or shoe, you know, against one tapping. of his sons. You know, just to be like, I'm here. He's or tapping. Like, he's tapping. Oh, yeah, there's the tapping. Rubbing, rubbing's another thing. He's tapping. No, no, I mean, it's not. How else do you describe it? But it's, you know, because it's like, you know, like, like a pat. It. It's sort of like a pat. Okay. You would, you know. It is. Like a tap on the shoulder with your hand, but instead he's only got his feet. So that's what he uses. Those moments are nice, and it's like, oh, you know, they're tender. But then there's fun moments with like the dancing, and but otherwise it's just it's just goofy. Likes, um, <laughs> <laughs> using for dancing. So this movie, Pixar does this thing where they take you know a concept, an environment, and they create a universe out of it. Pretty much, monsters, toys, the fish. Um, this is taking the fantasy genre, kind of like a what if. What if magic had always existed, all these legend, mythical creatures existed, um, and then eventually science took over and, and magic sort of disappeared, but all the creatures stayed the same. I was interested in that as an idea from the first trailer. I'm not necessarily a fan of fantasy by itself. You know, I've spoken about it numerous times on the podcast before. I'm, I'm the same, yeah. Not really into that, but mixing it the way they have with this movie, I really enjoyed it. And just things like, you know, the unicorns eating out of trash cans and you know, just <laughs> in nuisances. There's like I liked the, it. There's like the biker fairy things. They were cute and also terrifying. Again, like fantasy not being my kind of genre that I normally go to, although I can, you know, I can enjoy things and I've grown to like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. There's heaps of like in-jokes and Easter eggs and references to, I guess, that side of pop culture or the fantasy kind of things, Game of Thrones and, you know, D&D and all that, World of Warcraft. I don't know, there's probably heaps more that I miss, but, you know, on the surface level, I kind of got a bit out of it and I thought they were pretty clever and it's the first time that, you know, Pixar's really been able to do that. They haven't had a a movie of this genre. I mean, they've had like Brave, but wasn't wasn't of this genre. You know, it wasn't a, a comedy kind of parody satire movie. With this one, they could really go all out with it. So I like that. I probably missed all those references. <laughs> but I'd have to probably read up on it first. Well, there's like and the, then go back and enjoy them. There's like time. the, what's the diner called? It's like Second Breakfast or something. Lord of, okay, wow, you're really not a Lord of the Rings guy at all. Not even. No, not at all. I've wow. seen the first, the second, the beginning of the third and the end. Oh, I've seen the first Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, no. fair enough. Yeah. No, all good. No, That's all it. good. We don't know what second breakfast is. That's all right. No, that's fine. Like I said, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are in this. Basically a little bit of a Avengers Infinity War reunion, I guess, with the two of them. What I found interesting about them in this, for the most part, you would not know it was them. They really do change up their voices enough playing these characters that they just sound different. I mean, oh, Holland yeah. often sounds reckon? different anyway, when he's not Richard. Yeah, no, definitely. I wasn't really hearing the actors at all, and I've seen a lot of their things. Okay, no, fair enough. I, I mean, I, I thought I, I, I heard them, I could see them, to the to the point where I, I was almost like, ah, oh, you know, this could be live action if they just painted them blue and gave them big ears. That's an interesting thing you just said there. I mean, it, <laughs> it could. I can't remember where, where I heard it. It was like someone said that the best animated movies 
as something that you truly couldn't do in live action. Okay. You know, if you're looking at, let's use using Pixar as an example, like something like Monsters, Inc. or Toy Story, mm. they're going to work much better in animation than they would in live action. Onward, with CGI where it's at now, you probably could just paint Chris Pratt and Tom Holland blue. <laughs> you probably could do this one in live action. I feel like this movie would be way more expensive. Well, on that, on that actually, like with the in terms of like the animation, um, I saw you know when we when we watched Toy Story four and we re- reviewed that, I remember us talking about the animation in that uh, where it was at the point where it was like we couldn't tell what was real. And what was animated? I mean, obviously it was all animated, but it was like, wow, is this rain real? You know, that, that opening, the opening, the street, yeah, Toy Story. I was like, wow, they've gone to a, a point where it's like they might as well have just filmed this on a street because it looks that. There wasn't really. I mean, the animation in this movie is still really good, but there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, it's too good. It's too clear. It's and maybe it looks different watching it on like a big TV at home on Disney Plus, but on a cinema screen, which where they you know it should be at its best quality. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, this seems just like a really good animation, but nothing mind-blowing. Yeah. Not to that level, I think, I think the animation works for this movie. They don't need to go for that hyper-realism because it's all, it's in a fantasy world anyway. Yes, they've got modern technology, but it's still fantasy. So yeah. I don't think they need to go to the lengths they go to in Toy Story to make it look like a real street or a real house. So I, I, I like have- the... Yeah, they can still have those cartoony elements to it. And I guess a reason to have this movie being animated is for that exact reason. And the characters are cartoony. They are still, you know, like odd shapes and and stuff like that. Things that you could do in CGI, but, you know, I would you might as well make the whole thing animated. And and like you said, it works within the, the tone of it. Um, but I like the relationship between the two brothers. You know, it's you've got the more boisterous uh barley voiced by Chris Pratt doing loud Chris Pratt stuff. And then you've got the more quiet Ian, which is Tom Holland, the more timid, quiet, can't really remember his dad at all, which again plays into it later when he sort of sacrifices his time with him to sort of save the day and allow Bali to have that moment. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, it it works. (laughs) It really, you know, the third act really, really does work. We've got the mum, Laurel, um, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, Lane from Seinfeld. That's it. And I, um, I had no idea that it was Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, same. Not until, well, yeah, with this voice, not until I was doing the prep for this and I was like, oh, that's her. All right, cool. But yeah, didn't, didn't pick her voice at all from it. So um, there's that. But she's got a bit of a, you know, I figure she might have been around at, at the start of the movie and then maybe you know, just not pop up until the end. But she's she's out on the road. She's like following she's on their tail of the sons and she's like trying to get them home safe or stop them or whatever and she's teaming up with um octavia spencer whose voice is um the manticore and i think between the two of them yeah i think you've got your you've got a separate little side road movie yeah they were great together really good characters and again i didn't pick um louis dreyfus as the mom but yeah they work really well together and Octavia Spencer, I didn't have a clue. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Don't like, I don't know. I mean, they're not. They don't have posters that have their names on them that I saw. They weren't in the marketing, really. Um, Mel Rodriguez is um, Colt Bronco, who is the cop. Great character. Cop, the he is almost stepdad kind of thing. The like the new boyfriend or the boyfriend of the mom. Um, yeah, 
No, good times. Good times there. It's always always getting around in his cop car. They make reference to the fact, or at least Ian does, that back in the day, was it Ian or maybe it's Brother Barley, one of them made reference to the fact that they used to be able to run really fast. Yeah. Like, I don't need to run fast. I've got my cop car. And then at the end to save the day, or I think after the day's been saved, he goes to run down the street. And I was waiting for it. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for the hair. When he takes off the hat, he's got the long flowing <laughs> hair. Beautiful shot. Well, well, I think you're just going to say beautiful hair. It's just beautiful. Well, that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. It it's, sort of, it's like all this um, science has taken over and all this technology. So it's all, it's like that over-reliance on the technology now. It's like, why do we need our magic and, and our, what we're actually born with when you, we've got all this stuff? But it's like, no, oh, you've got abilities and then stuff, use it. But I love the fact that him being a cop is a... What's the creature called? Like a... Centaur. Centaur, that's right. I... Don't know my mythical Part man, part horse. But it's like, you know, cops that ride horses. They're pretty much, the characters, they're, you know, like, this is very much a road movie. There's all the fantasy elements. Overall, there's pretty, like, they have fun. There's jokes, there's emotions, you know, there's feelings and anger and Pixar. It's Disney. And I think they're pulling it off. When they go on their journey, they get right back to the beginning again. There's the manhole, they poke their heads out, and they see that they're back in their hometown. Immediately, your thought goes to, well, the beginning of the movie, where Barley was strapping himself to that old monument, that's clearly where they need to go. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's when you get... Fun. That's when you get, um, you get John Ratzenberger, who picks a veteran in every movie, voicing that construction worker or that Cyclops, that's a construction worker. And he's yelling at him, being like, don't go out there, blah, blah, blah. But it's, there he is, he's ham, he's, I don't know, the big truck and cars. What else is he? Doesn't matter. He's in Pixar, that's what he does. The dragon fight at the end, pretty epic. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was fun. You got Ian doing his part, you've got the mum doing her part, kicking a bit of ass. like, it's cool. All the characters are there. It's a good third act. I don't know. It is. It is. I mean, it, it brings it all together, doesn't it? You know, all the characters are reunited. They take down the big threats. They are momentarily reunited with their dad. That's been the whole point of the movie. And then you've got the bond between the two brothers. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. This, the media made a big thing about this. Did you pick up on the same-sex relationship? I remember something. Remember, I did watch this in the cinema. I think the two characters kiss don't they or something I think it's a cyclops character and makes reference to a partner who's a woman it was it was a thing it's apparently it's the first time it's happened is it in disney in general or maybe in a pixar movie but some countries apparently have banned the movie because of that wow so. which is which is which is crazy but you know different cultures different uh it's not even a big part of the movie I mean, you're struggling to remember it. It's something they, that happened in the background. Uh, yeah, I remember there was something, but it was that subtle. It was, yeah, just an inter- like an interaction between... I'm pretty sure it was like two characters or something. I think like, hugged or kissed. I'm pretty sure there was a kiss. Or I'm pretty a sure hug. it was a female... Or an embrace. There was like a, a, yeah, and she's got a, a character poster. But anyway... I think there's a reference to it, and then, and, then they, and then there is like a moment it's at something. the end. You know when everyone hugs and kisses and, you know, everyone's like, woo! Party times. I don't know. I thought it was earlier than that. But anyway, it happens at some point in the movie. So I'll go back to Disney watch for, it on Disney Plus just to yeah. hone in and remember where that moment was. Yeah, because the whole point of this movie is combining fantasy with now. 
with the real world. Mm. And that's, and that's part just of the part of now. Yeah. It's upsetting. So good on them for including it, but you know, it's potentially gonna damage well I'd say damage box office sales in those countries, but it's streaming now anyway. <laughs> that's it. They can so, they you know, can they control do other other territories control what is streamed on those platforms? Yeah, but there's always other means of finding content. But anyway. <laughs> you think they could just, instead of just banning the move, just edit out the bit that doesn't fit culturally with... But I think it's more taking a stand against the movie, you know, than saying that if you're going to put that in your movie, we're not going to show your movie. Right. Your movie has these differing values, so we're going to boycott it. So yeah, if if you take it out, we'll know it was there. So. <laughs> And that's censorship and <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's let's rate. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy this movie and I'm really glad that I watched it with my kids because when we did our recent uh, Rent Now review of Spies in Disguise, I watched it two occasions. First time for the review and second time with my kids and I enjoyed it so much more that second time and enjoying it with them and they're getting some jokes I'm getting other jokes. It just makes for a better experience. So I think watching it with my family, I enjoyed it more than if I'd have gone and seen it at the movies and not taking the kids. I'm going to come in at a, a 3.5 out of 5. It's, it's a fun movie, but I certainly wouldn't put it up there with the best of Pixar. But it is a good movie. No, like I said at the start, you know, like my test is always... You know, if if a if an animated movie can make me shed a tear, it wins in my eyes. But I'm not, I didn't I didn't quite shed a tear. But holy crap, I was I was I don't know why I don't know if it's just hormones are suddenly bubbling for some reason in my in myself. But yeah, the moment where Ian realizes that you know like his brother is has is essentially his his father figure and he's always been there for him and all the things he was trying to check off the list with his dad. Um, you know, he, his brother was the one that was that had done all that with him. It just choked me up. So I always say the movie's a winner if it can do that. But I'm not going to go nuts because, like, you're right. It's not top-tier Pixar. And this might be generous, but I'm giving it a four out of five. I, I really, really liked it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> but I really, really liked it. Maybe if I enjoyed fantasy, the fantasy genre a bit more, maybe it would creep up. But even with that... Sounds like you got a few of the jokes, though. So you, yeah, you no. obviously know enough and enjoy enough about fantasy. But I'll four, stick with the No, four, yeah, I enjoyed it. And as a bonus, I mean, I got a Simpsons short beforehand, and I know everyone's got it on Disney+, Plus, but I saw it on the big screen, and I'm going to keep saying that because it's the last movie I saw at the cinema, and I'm getting a bit freaky. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting withdrawals, man. For me, it was The Invisible Man. That was my last outing to the cinema. Also a good movie, so at least you've got... Great movie. ...gone out on a high, which is good. I've got a bit of trivia. Um, as always, we'd like to finish up with that. Let me just find where I put it, where I wrote it down. Um, we all know Pixar traditionally, um, they sneak in a Pizza Planet Easter egg in all of their movies. Um, in Onward, it's switched up. The company is called Pizza Realm instead. Um, and there are signs which are shown in the background of several scenes and a pizza realm truck joins the queue for the toll booth. There's also a box in the back of Bali's van, which has a pizza realm sticker on it. Nice. Mm. Missed it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it at home. You can 
rewatch it, fast forward, look out for those. Never mind, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Luke is giving me a face. All right, that's it for our review of Onward. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's New Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsnewpodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Evolution from 2001, and Rewind and Review went back to 2000 with Gladiator. Be sure to also check out our recent reviews of Spencer Confidential and Coffee and Kareem, both on Netflix, not Disney+. We share the love with the streaming services, don't we? Uh, you've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. Who's Wilden Lightfoot? Cannot remember. Oh, that's the dad. <laughs> oh, see. He didn't really make an impact, did he? Oh, I don't know. Not really he actually has the, the same surname as the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just, I'm like, not a clue. Okay, let's, let's.